Welcome to Payne on Politics, a podcast where host Dr. Gregory Payne of Emerson College sits down with fellow experts to discuss the current state of politics, public opinion, and global affairs. In a world growing increasingly complex, communication and critical thinking is key. This only makes the Emerson motto, expression necessary to evolution, more true. Hello, this is Gregory Payne, Chair of Communication Studies, uh, the first communication department at Emerson College in Boston. And here is another episode of Payne on Politics. This is our first time that we're in Rosarito with this podcast. And I have someone, a dear friend I've known for many, many years. She is an Olympic athlete. She is someone who constantly paves new ways. And that this is Rosie Tortoise, and we are here at the beautiful Rosarita Beach Hotel, which I have to say is brimming with life and vitality. Welcome, Rosie. Muchas gracias again, Gregory. Gracias, Shepard, for doing this for promotion of our Boys and Girls Club in Rosarito. Thank you. Thank you again. I don't know why this is the decade that you've been here, so thank you. It has been a decade, and I think for those people who remember when you were here on site and then you went to your new location... My question to you, Rosie, you're someone who is such an inspiration for young people and for all of us. Uh, what is it that made you an athlete known throughout your country and the world, decide that you really wanted to engage with young people and f do this founding, which is very historic? Oh, well, thank you, Gregory. It's, a, it's an interesting story. I don't know how long do I have to speak about it. Well, because yours is very rich, so you'll just have to give us an abbreviated version, the real story on Netflix later. Oh, you got it. Okie dokie. Basically, I retired from professional racquetball after winning, I have to uh, show off everything, World's Pan American, Central American, a whole bunch of national tournaments. Upon retiring, I came upon the Boys and Girls Club. I was going to start working with my family in the family business, but out of nowhere, the Boys and Girls Club came to my lap and I said, holy moly, we have to do this for Rosarito because it's the best prevention and development for kids. And it exists in the U.S. 150 some years, but in Mexico, people still don't understand it or they still don't believe it that we do this. It's a new concept. In particular, prevention in general is kind of an unknown concept in Mexico. So the, the club, I started fi finding out about it. I started getting fundraisers for it. And uh, actually, 10 years later, we have a 25,000 square foot center for underprivileged kids that I can show off as well, that we have over 4,000 thousands success stories that I can tell you about almost each of them. Well, it's going to be a longer, uh, I think, Netflix series with that. <laughs> you know, when we come down, I have to say we, of course, do the film festival, which your father uh, was very instrumental in initiating, and your family has been great in terms of working with Emerson. But the one thing I would say, whether it's Shepard, whether it's Ethan, Ethan Gell, or any of the people, Ethan Michaud, uh, it's about the idea they came away and say there was something about that visit, something about that engagement, something about coming up with the Hugo Torres soccer tournament and playing with these kids. What do you think it is about that in terms of coming in contact daily with the young people of Mexico? When I go to the club, I have a doses of happiness. It's like, uh, you know how they say uh, a, breath of, uh, a breath of fresh air? Yes. It's a breath of happiness when you're at the club. It's, it's a Disneyland for learning without the kids knowing that they're actually learning. It's a development, and when you, like Shepard was telling me, it's a great uh, a place to, not just to socialize with kids, but it's happiness. Right. 
And Rosie, from your perspective, you've indicated some of the kids are coming from very and challenging thank you backgrounds. thank for doing it, the soccer tournament and, yes. and, and under my father's name. Thank well, you. Well, we're going to be doing another one this year. We've got jerseys. The kids wear them oh, proudly. Oh, fabulous, fabulous. And so we'll ha- we'd like to have your kids help design the, the jersey. Oh, and the repeat kids that are still at the club, they're going to love that. Good. We'll have to get some badges and patches. But I was going to ask you, you're also, as I said, this incredible athlete. What is it about sports and sports diplomacy that you think connects cultures when we're so divided? This is a common entity that brings people together. You know what? That subject is very special to me because in Mexico, we don't know too much about being volunteers. In Mexico, we don't know too much about uh, sponsoring because it's not in our culture. But the Sports is a universal language, almost like math, no? Every athlete uh, knows hard work. Every athlete knows sweat and torture. But every athlete also knows joy and accomplishments and setting goals. And once you get to those goals that people laugh at you before you get to them, it's 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 another world. And... Being amongst different athletes who can share that thing, it's in, it's international. Yes. There's no culture. There's no barriers. Excuse me. There's no barriers there. So just the one sort of common global village in sports is the currency. Yes. That's the key. Pretty much, yes. yes. You know, when I think about, as I said, your family, uh, whether it's you, whether it's Laura, whether it's your brothers, uh, what a group of people that are so task and community oriented. When we started the Rediscover Rosarita program. I remember my sister Janice, uh, who loves you and everybody here, said to Ugo, there seem to be people working in the hotel. She said, I hate to say this, Ugo, but maybe more people working than staying because that was back in 2010 and 11. Oh, the worst years of Rosarito. But your family was so committed that you kept those people. What is it about your hotel where they basically say this is part of the Tories family? Well, it is. It started, uh, we're 98 years old. There was no Rosarito, but technically there was just the road to Tijuana to Ensenada. And then my great uncle started the hotel and started to bring people in from out of uh, out of state so that they can start working at the hotel and feed the crowds. But if we close during the pandemic, there would be 300 families with nobody to feed them. So Rosarito with 300 families and all the community would not survive. Almost all the other hotels closed down during the pandemic. We can't. Well, I think that's what's impressed me, whether it be the pandemic or as we know with uh, uh, some of the challenges back in 2010 when President Calderon declared war, trying to clean up some of the uh, the issues. Oh, no, I guess. And that times also... But the one thing that has always remained true, as soon as we come to Rosarito, it's intriguing. It's not just Americans, but we have Asian kids. We have kids from throughout the world. They come here, and even though sometimes there is kind of a class and economic divide, you bring them all together. So it's a very, very special place. And I would like to say we look forward to being here in July. We thank you very much for taking time today because I know you have a very busy time. But just realize that I think the Tories family, as well as Rosa, you are the first lady who I think are a bridge to the future for all these young people. Can't wait to get to Boys and Girls Club. You're going to love it. Thank you so much for always helping the club and putting us out there so that people, as I say, in Mexico is the concept that people still don't believe us. 
They don't believe that we actually charge $5 a month and give them 15 different workshops. Well, I think what that means is that is a part of you and your family is just a culture of giving. I want to thank you for all of us because uh, we would love to get you and your father up to Boston for an award that we would, would like to plan. Oh, you've been telling us about <clears throat> that. Yes. yes. But now we hopefully with COVID can do that. But what I'd like to say in closing, uh, when we go to Barcelona, we always say amigas par siempre. I think Rosarita par siempre. And great to see you again. Can't wait to see you in a few weeks. Gracias, mis amigos. Can't Hasta wait luego, to see you video. again. Bye-bye. Gracias.